Welcome to the IBJJF podcast, the official podcast of the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. Tune in to hear interviews with the top coaches and athletes in the sport, as well as breakdowns and analysis of the biggest events. Let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the IBJJF podcast. My guest today is Emily Fernandez. Emily is a black belt under Bruno Bastos, and she's going to be competing at the IBJJF Absolute Grand Prix against Jedi and Alebre in an amazing super fight, Friday, September 1st. Emily, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing great. I'm really excited for your super fight. I think everyone's looking forward to not only that and the Absolute Grand Prix, but just all of Jiu-Jitsu Con. It's going to be an amazing event. We're super excited for it. But I want to, to start out and just talk a little bit about your background in jiu-jitsu. I know you have a pretty extensive history coming up through the juvenile ranks and all that. So why don't you talk about how you got started in the sport? Uh, when I was 11 years old, my parents put me in jiu-jitsu. I got diagnosed with ADHD when I was six, seven years old. So I was on medication for a little bit of time. And after some health complications, the doctor recommended I got off and he recommended I start martial arts and my parents put me in jiu-jitsu. So that's how I got started. What was it about jiu-jitsu compared to maybe some of the other activities that you're doing that really stood out and made you fall in love with it? I don't know. I did a lot. I played a lot of sports growing up, but they put me on the mat the first day and my mom said that I got like totally beat up and destroyed. <laughs> and she said that she was scared I was going to come off crying and never want to go back. And I came up, I was like, can we come again tomorrow? So I don't know what it was, but it really clicked with me. So you competed quite a bit in the juvenile ranks. Can you talk about your competition journey, just how you got into competition and what it was like competing in, the, in those belt ranks? So I think I'd maybe been training with Bruno for two or three months when he was like, hey, let's go to Pancakes. So competition had always been kind of something that we that I did. It wasn't like something new. It was just something that came with jujitsu. And my parents yeah. were very supportive of it, always taking me wherever they needed to. When I became a juvenile, I competed at the Worlds, and I won the Gi, the No Gi, both Juvenile 1 and Juvenile 2. So were there any accomplishments or tournaments in the Juvenile ranks that really felt, made you feel like you could make Jiu-Jitsu a career and made you fall in love with the competition aspect of it? I think just like being able to go to like the World Championship and winning, especially because it's at the Pyramid and you're fighting on the same mats that the Black Belts are fighting, it's like really like, oh gosh, like I can do this. This is like a real thing that I'm doing. And I think that kind of helped me push myself to become like a jiu-jitsu athlete. Also, my coach, Bruno Bastos, he was always like, hey, you have the ability. You can do this if you want to do this as your career. If you want to make that choice, I'll support you all the way. So I think nowadays there's a lot more kids coming up in jiu-jitsu through the lower belt ranks who decide they want to be professional jiu-jitsu athletes. But even just a few years ago, that was less common. So did you run into any roadblocks or was there any mental hurdles you had to overcome to make a decision like that to commit your life to jiu-jitsu when that wasn't such a common thing? I think definitely when I graduated high school, everyone was like, go off to college, go off to college, get out of your hometown, leave. Like, And I kind of felt that pressure of like, man, maybe I should stop doing this. Maybe I should go off to college and like get a normal career, like become a doctor or whatever. And then I talked with my family, I talked with my coach, and they were all like, if this is what you want, we'll support you. So I have a great support system. They really helped me like decide because jujitsu was what I wanted to do. And that's how it kind of happened. It kind of happened like out of the blue, like, okay, I'm going to do this. This is what I want to do with my life. 
So how big of a role is teaching in your jiu-jitsu career too? I know obviously you're a high-level competitor, but I'm sure you do some stuff in the gym in, in regards to teaching. So how, how important and how vital is that to your career in jiu-jitsu? I love teaching so much. I have a lot of kids' classes at the gym. I do a lot of privates with the kids. And I, that's one of the best parts of my day. I go to the gym. I teach. It gets me kind of in the mode to like be on the mats, and then I train after that. So it's really nice to be there with the kids. They're working hard for their goals. You're working hard for your goals. We're sharing all we know with the kids. So it's really like I can't even say it. I'm just grateful to be there with the kids. It's it's amazing. And the kids' competitors nowadays reach such a high level very early on. So I want you to talk about that since you're around the kids so much. And I'm sure you go to the competitions and see them compete, but the level is just so high right now. So let me get your it's, take on that. It is incredibly high. I, I watched the kids and I was like, there was no way I was doing that as a yellow boat. There was no <laughs> way I was doing that as an orange boat. Like I watched them. We went recently at Pan Kids and I was like, oh my gosh, the level of the tournament is just getting higher and higher every year. So can you talk about your black belt promotion? I believe it was at the 2022 Worlds. Talk about that event, what that competition meant to you as a brown belt, and then getting your promotion at the Worlds. So that was my second brown, uh, Worlds as a brown belt. My first one was very recently after I got my brown belt. So that was the one that I was going to go to to win. Well, I want to go to all my tournaments to win, of course, but that was the one that I felt most confident in to win. And I had a really good run. I tapped a couple of the girls, won by some uh, points in the other fights in the final, like short. And then on the podium, I saw Bruno come in from behind the stands and he had the black belt in his hands. And I started crying and freaking out. And everybody was cheering. It was a really, really nice moment. A lot of my teammates were there and they got to see it. It was really nice. So you fought some really high level girls at the brown belt, also in the purple belt and the, and the lower ranks too. Do you feel like that experience competing against high level girls at those lower belts really prepared you better for black belt i think so i think the level is getting higher every year and the kind of the gap between brown belt and black belt is getting a little bit smaller of course the black belt veterans who have been keep competing at black belt for forever are very experienced but i think the gap is getting smaller between the brown and black belts and especially like in the girls and i think competing against those high level girls has really helped me be ready to fight veteran black belts so you pretty much jumped right into black belt competition right after you got your after you got your promotion can you talk about whether that was part of your plan did you want to get some experience in the black belt right after you got your promotion to the new rank i think so i think you know put my foot in the water test it out see where i was i was pretty happy where i was when i first started competing i did jujitsu con actually as my first uh black belt tournament and i was pretty happy with my performance, it didn't go the way that I wanted it to, but I was like, okay, I can stand with these girls. I can be a part of this group. I think like as a black belt, you don't ever have like an easy fight. Like sometimes when you're purple belt, brown belt, you're like, oh, this this person's not as high level as I am. But at black belt, everybody's the same level or higher than you. So it's been really nice to go to the opens and fight those high level girls and be able to put my jiu-jitsu to the test. So we mentioned in the intro that you're going to be taking on Jenny Nalebre at the IBJJF Absolute Grand Prix Friday, September 1st in a super fight. It's going to be incredible. I believe your first black belt fight was actually against Jenny. So do you want to yes, talk about <laughs> at Jiu-Jitsu Con like you mentioned? So do you want to talk about that match and how that went? Uh, it, it didn't go my way, obviously, but uh, I thought it was really good. I think she scored on me in the last couple seconds to get the win, but I felt very confident being on the mat. Of course, I was like completely nervous because I had never competed at black belt before, but... 
I was happy with my skill level comparators. And I know that I've grown so much since that time. I'm really excited to see how differently this match is going to go. Can you talk a little bit about Jenna in this game? I think she's had a lot of success recently. She got two silver medals at the Worlds the last two years. She also won the IBJJF Lightweight Grand Prix, the first female Grand Prix that the IBJJF ever put on. So she's had a lot of success. What, what have you noticed about Jenna in this game and, and what do you admire about it? I know that she's a very aggressive fighter. And I really like that. I really like to go against people who are aggressive because they're just like to the point all the time. There's no messing around with them. I know she likes to play a lot of lapel and I know she likes to attack defeat. And I know she's very good. Otherwise, she wouldn't have the titles that she has. So you mentioned that your games evolved quite a bit since the last time you fought her. What are some of the adjustments that you've made and how has your jiu-jitsu changed since that first fight? I think I've just become more complete as a jiu-jitsu athlete. Like I fixed the holes that I had before. I, I fixed my passing, I fixed my stand-up, worked a little bit more on my guard, close and open. So I feel like I've just become a more complete jiu-jitsu athlete. So what are you hoping to showcase in the match versus Jenna I just want to play my game. I want to get to my guard. And if I don't get to my guard, I want to show my passing. I feel like very confident on the bottom and the top. So I'm very excited to just get into the fight and get going. I know if I can get to my close guard, that's my A game. That's where I want to be. But if that doesn't happen, I'm ready for whatever else is going to. So in addition to your super fight, we also have the, the Grand Prix event with eight of the best absolute black belts in the world. A lot of them are absolute champions, world champions. Are there any athletes in that bracket that you're looking forward to watch? And do you have a prediction for it? I think all of them. I think it's going to be every single match is going to be exciting. I think I'm not sure who I think is going to win. I have to like watch them coming to fight. But I really think that every single match in that uh, absolute division is going to be crazy. So we talked, touched on it a little bit earlier in the intro that the IBJJF Absolute Grand Prix is part of Jiu-JitsuCon. We just released that there's over 10,000 competitors signed up, so it's the biggest Jiu-Jitsu tournament in the world. It's going to be incredible. There's so many different events, not just for professional black belts, but also for kids, for no-gi athletes, World Masters is at the event. So can you talk about that event and just how exciting it is to be part of the showcase, one of the showcases of Jiu-JitsuCon? Last year was my first year ever going to Jiu-Jitsu Con, and I was just amazed at the size and the amount of people that were there, and I feel like this is going to be even bigger and better than that. And I'm super excited to be a part of it as in the GP. I know like a lot of the people from where I'm training and my team are going to compete Master Worlds and Kids Jiu-Jitsu Con and the, the, other, the kids and the adult Jiu-Jitsu Con. So yeah. I'm really excited to go there with my teammates, to watch them compete, for them to watch me compete. And just to be a part of the events, like the biggest event in jiu-jitsu, I'm really excited to be a part of it. Well, we can't wait to watch your super fight. It's going to be amazing. You guys can watch it on Flow Grappling Friday, September 1st. It's going to be in Vegas. You can also come to the event live. Is there anyone you wanted to thank or anything else you wanted to say before we wrap it up? Uh, I want to thank my coach, Bruno Bastos. He is my coach and my manager with Beyond Jiu-Jitsu Management. I want to thank my sponsors, Fuji Sports and Leo Optics. I want to thank my family for always being very supportive and my husband, Felipe. Awesome. Thank you, Emily. Can't wait to watch your fight, and we'll see you guys soon. Thanks for watching. Thank you for listening to the IBJJF podcast. Be sure to head over to IBJJF.com for the latest news and events from the International Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Federation. We hope you enjoyed the show.